Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, I guess uh, this, as Norman was just saying, like, I've been thinking about this for a little while. I had something else started planning on, preparing on, and then um, earlier this week, um, Psalms 145 really popped out, and thought God was kind of leading, saying, hey, you know what? You've prepared all this. Use that another day. You're going to do something new, and I had a couple days to do it. So, but with, you know, it was really amazing what God has been doing um, with all this sort of stuff. And again, today I'm going to be talking about praising him, right? Exploring Psalms 145, praising the God, praising the God who loves us. So we're going to kind of get ready to dive in and essentially we're going to explore the topic of praise, right? So picture this. Um, living a life of praise, what does that look for us, especially in our, our, our crazy, our, our fast-paced world? I remember moving from Calgary a long time ago to Stetler and then to here. Calgary is super busy, fast-paced. You're just go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden you get to a small town and it's not so much, especially if you're not into sports. You're good. You got no life. So... Um, <laughs> But if you think about it, though, we're going to dig into Psalms 145. Um, It's a beautiful song of praise, and we're going to see kind of what it teaches us, what praise really is. Um, So when it comes to praise, it can be one of the most powerful tools when it comes to changing our lives. But I guess first things first, we got to take a look at what praise actually is. Uh, praise isn't just a high five um, or a, a pat on the back, a good job kind of thing. It's a whole lot more. Um, we're going to look here at the defin- definition of praise. Hope you guys can read that. Uh, praise here says um, in Webster's Dictionary, everything is express warm approval or admiration of, or the second one is the expression of approval or admiration for someone or something. So we see praise is all about expressing our approval, our love, or admiration for someone or something. When we praise God, we're telling him how awesome he is, how much we appreciate him, how much we love him. Essentially, we can see that prayer, prayers of praise then are just expressions of approval, of admiration of God in our daily lives. Think about it. Uh, you can see it as prayers, um, prayers of praise are like love letters to God. They're the way that we tell him, say, God, you are incredible, you are amazing, and I'm so grateful for everything that you've done in my life. So whether we're singing out to our favorite worship song, um, or thanking God for a beautiful sunrise, as I spoke about um, last week, and, or maybe simply just whispering a thanks throughout the day, that's all a part of living a life of praise, being thankful Showing admiration and, and, and appreciation for what God is doing and what he has done. Now, let's get real. L- living a life of praise might sound amazing, but sometimes it's not going to be butterflies and rainbows. It's not going to be the most amazing thing, right? Because it's going to be hard days. There's going to be days where you don't feel like praising God. Maybe you're going through a hard time, burnt out, feeling down. So what do we do then? How can we keep that attitude of praise burning bright even when life gets tough? I know for myself, there's been many times, um, many times where I've basically, I did not want to praise God. I, I was just angry. 
I was frustrated. I was angry. I didn't want anything to do with him. Unfortunately, I did take the route, and I said, God, I'm not going to talk to you. And I left. But how do we not do that? And how do we actually keep that burning fire of praise going? So it, it, it's a question that I know I'm sure we've all been there. And I'll, um, if you have your notebooks, whatever, you can write down. The first one here is commit your life to Christ. That is the first thing you need to do. Is to commit your life to Christ. I'll go in what that means here a little further, but we see in Psalms 145, 1-2 says, I will lift my praise above everything to you, my God and my King. I will continually bless your name forever and always. Right? So first things first, make sure you're completely on board with putting all of your trust in Jesus. That you're going to put him as the ultimate leader and rescuer of your life. You see, the Bible says here in Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. See here, this is where the life of praise begins. It's a confession of, uh, of your mouth that Jesus is Lord. I know I give this example a lot, but it really relates when it comes to worship and when it comes to praise. I'm sure you guys, some of you are rolling your eyes in your head right now. But the thing is, sports, right? I will say it again. One thing, the cheering, <laughs> I love it. The one thing you get is cheering for your favorite team doesn't make them play better, right? They're already skilled athletes. They're already getting paid to play, right? So your cheering does not make them play better. However, your cheers do something awesome for you and the whole team as a whole. Because when you cheer, you feel more connected to the game, right? And, and you feel more connected to the team. Like, I'm sure when, when you're cheering on the Oilers, I'm going with it. I'm cheering them on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're cheering on the Flames, I'm sure it's really half. You're really not really going at it. But no, honestly, your energy and your excitement creates a powerful, uh, a powerful um, atmosphere, I guess. You can say that lifts up everyone's spirits around you. Plus, your cheers start to inspire the players to give their best and overcome challenges that they're facing. It doesn't make them play better, but encourages them to um, give their best. When it comes to praising God, it's kind of like being a fan of the ultimate winning team. God doesn't need our praise because he needs to boost his ego. I'm going to say that again. God doesn't need our praise because he needs to boost his ego. He's already perfect and amazing. Right? But when we praise God, it's like joining in the excitement of who he is. Just like your cheers inspire your, your team to keep pushing forward. Our praise helps us face life's challenges with God's help. Essentially, um, we need to really understand that God doesn't need our praise because he forgets who he is if we don't praise him. He doesn't forget who he is if, if we're not praising him. No, it, it, and rather, we praise God because we forget who he is. Right? Living that life of praise begins with acknowledging him as our Lord in our lives. 
So my question for you is, has your life really begun? Have you confessed this, this yet? Have you committed your life to Christ? Have you decided to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to follow the king of kings. I'm going to say, I'm going to go on the team that's cheering for the winning team. God's team. Maybe today will be that day. We see the second one here is we need to confess your sin and repent. So we commit your life, confess your sin, and repent. Psalms 145 verse 6 says, We confess there is nothing greater than you, God, nothing mightier than your awesome works. I will tell of your greatness as long as I have breath. You know when those moments when you have um, a, th- this heavy backpack. So I, there's many times when my kids were younger where um, myself or Tamara would have a backpack. The backpack would be filled with anything and everything we need. And I'll be honest, that backpack got heavy. By the time you get home, you're just like bent over because it's pulling you back, right? You're just tired. It's everything. But my question here is, that heavy backpack, what if that backpack is actually filled with stuff you really should be letting go of? Maybe it's like in that backpack, you have um, grudges that you're holding on to. You've been holding on to since you were a little kid. Maybe it's being too proud to ask for even help. Right? There's, there's these things that, that just is on your shoulders, on your backpack. I'm sure if you took a, a minute here and you really thought about it, I'm sure there's a couple that pop out right away. We all have that. What if that backpack here is, you're not willing to let it go. It's just going to weigh you down. It's going to push you down, right? It's sometimes these things can get in the way of us fully embracing a life of praise. When we make mistakes or carry around that extra baggage of bad choices, it's like we're building a wall between us and God. It's like putting on those noise cancellation, uh, the, the noise canceling headphones that block out God's loving voice. We're missing out on this awesome connection that we can have with Him because we're busy carrying this bag or busy just staying to our own world. But here's the cool part God is like the world's best backpack holder. Right? He's waiting, today, waiting to take that heavy load off of your shoulders. When we admit our mistakes, or when we admit our, our, our bad choices, and we say, hey, God, God, I messed up. I really messed up today. When you say that, it's like handing over that backpack to him. You know what that's called? It's called Repentance. It's saying, God, I'm sorry. I'm deciding to turn away from the stuff that's not helping us. And the cool part is, is God is ready to forgive us. He's like, I'm going to hit that reset button for you. Right? Because when we confess our mess-ups and ask God to help us make things right, it's like he's giving us that fresh start 
Our hearts become uh, clean slates, ready to be filled with his love and his protection. Here's kind of this action plan for this part. I'm going to be quiet for one minute and make it really awkward for y'all. But we're going to take a moment to think about anything that's been weighing you down. And this can be from when you're a little kid till today. Take a moment, think about what's weighing you down. Anything that's holding you back from living that life fully for God. When you think about it, I want to take you... Uh, a minute or whatever, to think about it. Ask him to search your heart and help you let go. Help you to give it to him. And then receive his amazing forgiveness. It's like letting go of that heavy backpack and feeling free to run with God's love and protection by your side. So let's take a moment and just think about something that's been weighing you down. Think about it. Talk to God about it and ask for his forgiveness. And we'll continue on in a minute here. Father, before we continue um, with the message, Lord, I just ask you to stir it up in our hearts, Lord, of whatever is in our backpack, our mess-ups, our, our choices, our poor choices, Lord. I just ask, Lord, that um, we just give that to you. We lay it at your feet. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that we, we know you love us, you care about us, Lord, and we just ask for forgiveness for these things that are in our backpack the things that we're having a hard time letting go. But Lord, we just let it go. We give it to you today. And as we continue on with the rest of the message, Lord, if, if it's still stirring in our hearts, Lord, I just ask you to continue stirring that as we continue talking, as we continue being encouraged by you and your words. We just lift you up in your mighty name. Amen. Let's take... It, take your time. Think about it. Think what's in your backpack. And we're going to continue on. Our third thing is joining together with other believers. We can't do this alone, right? We're not called to be lone wolves. We're called to join with other believers. We see here in Psalms 145 verse 7, says, the news of your rich goodness is no secret. Your people love to recall it and sing songs of joy to celebrate your righteousness. See, it's not a secret. Everyone knows. And I want to really re uh, reiterate, praise is not just fast songs. I know we do fast songs for worship here and, and at home on our own time uh, of listening to music, um, praise is just showing appreciation and admiration. There are several facets of what praise really is. 
We see here when we praise God and we do it together and we sing of his goodness. And well, if you know Jesus, it really can't be contained because that's why we choose to sing. That's why we choose to get excited and, 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 and even sometimes just shout. Shout our love for him. We, we are called to share our struggles with, with one another. It's not just a good idea. It's, it's commanded in Scripture, and we see it in James 5.16. We see it here. Is, so who owns up to your sins to one another and pray for one another? In the end, you may be healed. Your prayers are powerful when they are rooted in a righteous life. I want to encourage you is that if you feel like you need to be a lone wolf, I really pray that you get out of that mindset. We're called to be one another, encourage and lift up one another. Right? We're called to be there for one another. We're going to dig uh, in, into a little bit here into the importance of connecting through worship and how being praiseful really impacts our interactions. Right? So when it comes to the worship side of praise, coming together um, with other believers in worship isn't just about singing those songs and listening to a message. It's like joining um, a team where we get to actually celebrate God. Uniting with others in worship is also a key to being um, able to praise God. We get to celebrate God when we praise Him. Right? You see, when, we, when we're praising God, we learn how to be praiseful people of where we see something incredible happens. We start to notice the good stuff in people around us. And guess what? People are drawn to praise. You think about it. You have your phone, right? How many of us are glued to our phones? Don't put your hand up because everyone will put their hand up. I'm just... But we all are glued to our phones, right? We have a phone habit, and it's where we're always glued. We're always on it. We're either checking Facebook, Instagram, whatever we're going to do, texting, calling, whatever, right? But it's easy to miss out on the awesome moments that are happening right in front of you, like the opportunities that you can just connect with people. I've been there. I've been stuck on that thing. It's an addiction, right? We, we can't deny it. What do we, when you first get up in the morning, what do 90% of us do? We go to our phones. What's happening on Facebook? Right? It's hard not to just scroll Instagram and scroll Facebook or TikTok or until you get that warning notice that you've been scrolling for too long. I remember for a while when I did have TikTok is I'll be scrolling, 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 and all of a sudden the guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You've been on here for too long. Let's take a breather. I remember that I got that way too often. That means you've been on it for like hours on end, right? So um, but you get that notice. But then what do you do? I know for me, I just said, bloop. I kept going. I just skipped it. Um, and in fact, they actually call it doom scrolling or infinite scrolling. Why? Because it becomes an addiction, Easy becomes an addiction. We become glued with all the short videos. And if, if you want to know a little bit of marketing, short videos grabs attention. Just so you know. But we keep scrolling, just wondering um, what we're going to see next. 
which then easily turns into 15 minutes, half hour, an hour, two hours, three o'clock in the morning. It just keeps going, right? Because we don't know. We're like, oh, what, if we turn it off, what are we going to miss? One more. But what am I going to miss now? One more, right? Um, for myself, I've been really trying to challenge myself to stay off my phone um, and to break the habit. I'm not great at it. I'm just going to be honest, but I'm trying. Um, I really want to just do more things as a family, more things um, without our phones. Um, but here's what I've kind of discovered is we, when we put down our phones and we actually engage with the world around us, something incredible happens. You start recognizing and noticing the amazing things that s- surround you, right, that you would have missed out on if you're glued to your phone. You start to recognize, um, sorry, growing up and cell phones were never really a thing for me. Growing up, I, you know, we had the Razer phones or the Nokias that really had a poor camera and you couldn't really do anything except for playing Snake. Um, so what we did is we basically rode our bikes, we walked around, we did some dumb things, not going to lie, that resulted in usually someone getting hurt, a.k.a. myself or my brother. Um, but we were together. We spent time together. We acknowledged the people surrounding us, not the people that are thousands and thousands of miles away that you don't even know. Ultimately, we saw something, or we saw everything that was around us, including the people that were surrounding us. I remember there's been times where um, myself, I'll, again, uh, I mentioned it last week, when my kids were younger, if you're not paying attention, you're just busy on your phone, Jevin or Lila would grab my face and, and grab it, point it right out from eye to eye to get my attention. Because I'm too focused on myself. We went, uh, me and the family went fishing last night. And you know what? It was an awesome time. Did we catch anything? No. But we got to see a really, really awesome, yeah. I'm just not good at fishing. Um, Anyways, we got to see a really nice sunset. But we also got to spend time together. Um, To me, that's more important than anything. Um, Don't take the people around you for granted. God placed them in your life for a reason. Know that. Don't take it for granted. Because when they're not there, you're going to miss them. I remember this one time when I was walking around Walmart. Again, I'm very awkward because I'll talk to whoever. It doesn't matter. Five minute getting milk trip turns into like an hour long because I talk to anybody. Um, But I remember this one time. um, I was in Stettler at the time. And I was walking around Walmart. And noticed a guy had this pretty epic shirt. Um, it, It was like a mix of a... Like a Hawaiian shirt, but it just had all these like little details in it that was pretty sweet. And I remember instead of keeping the thoughts myself, it was just myself. They were not here with me. I was keeping keeping myself. I decided to say something and compliment his shirt, and just ask him where he bought it from. I'm like, man, that shirt is awesome. I want it. It Will not look good on me, but I want it. And um, you know what? That simple act of just Praising his style really opened up to a conversation that led to an invitation to church. 
right? It, it was like a door that swung open wide, and I couldn't believe how easy it was. People are drawn to praise. We don't get that anymore. The cool part is people are so used to negativity, so used to sarcasm, so used to gossip, so used to putting others down. When you break that pattern by saying something positive, it's like a refreshing breeze, essentially, when, you're, when it's boiling outside. It surprises them in the best way possible. And, the, and guess what? It, it, it is the easy way of how we can show God's love and kindness to others. Again, being praiseful isn't just about singing songs. It's also about using your words to lift up others instead of tearing them down. Right? It's easy to get in the mindset where we're here. You know, so-and-so said this. Well, I'm going to say this about them. Even if, even if it's not really intentional, it's easy to get in that mindset. So when we do that, we're not just... Um, when, when we actually use words to lift up others, sorry... Um, when we do that, we're not just inviting them to church, to, um, but we're inviting them to a community where love, where they can feel love and true acceptance, and it's the real deal. So let's challenge ourselves to be praiseful people, not just with our songs, but with our words and with our actions. Let's put down those screens that we're always looking at, engage with the world that's around us, and spread kindness. Who knows? You might just be the reason that someone's day turns around or they decide to check out a church finally and experience God's love for themselves. Sometimes it's it's easy to just get in our box and be okay with where we're at. But I've always said this, and I'll continue saying is it's okay being comfortable being uncomfortable being comfortable for Christ. Basically what I'm saying is God's going to get us to be uncomfortable and we just need to be okay with that. God's going to say we need to get out of our box and what we're used to. When we praise God here or out in their community together, people are going to notice. right? People are drawn to it. When we did church in the park, we just had some people come in and join in. People are drawn to it. Psalm 145, verse 7 will be so true that you really, you can't contain it. Oh, I'm, there's our picture for the phones. There we go. I totally missed that one. Well, Psalm 145, verse 7 says, The news of your rich goodness is no secret. Your people love to recall it and sing songs of joy to celebrate your righteousness. So finally, how do you live a life of praise? How do you really truly live a life of praise? We have commit to Christ, confess our sins and repent, join together with other believers. The fourth one is, oh, there you go. Praise God anyways. Even when you don't feel like it, it is super, super important to still praise God. God, to give him praise. The Bible, in, in Hebrews 13, verse uh, 15, uh, it's, it, it has this cool idea of a sacrifice of praise. It says, Through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, 
the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Basically, it means if things are not going great for you, if you're not in the best mood, you can still choose to praise God. You can choose to be in that mindset and have nothing to do with God, or you can choose to praise him during your hard times. Thinking about you're having a tough day, like you spilled the coffee all, all over your pants, um, you, uh, you missed, if we're in the city, you missed your bus, or if you're a youth, you got a really bad grade on a test, um, whatever it is that's challenging us, it's easy to just feel down and not want to do anything. But that's when God encourages us to take that first step and praise him, especially when he, uh, when he is trying to help us grow in our faith. We read this at the beginning uh, of the service here. <coughs> and it says here is, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, some James 1, 2-4. For those of you that play games or understand the whole mindset of the video games and everything, um, you know how you, when you start a new level or a new game, essentially, it's really tough at first. You don't know what you're doing. You just are horrible. You get killed all the time. Um... But as you keep playing, as you keep trying again, you face those challenges, right? You, you get better and you start getting stronger. Well, the same goes with our faith. Sometimes God wants us to take that first step of faith, that first step of praise, even if we don't feel like it. It's like a way of helping us grow and become stronger in our relationship with him. We see here um, in Psalms 145, verse 3, it says, The eternal is great and deserves endless praise. His greatness knows no limit, recognizes no boundary. No one can measure or comprehend his magnificence. Church, we, we, God totally deserves our endless praise. All right, you see, it says right here, His greatness knows no limits. If you think about it, is that true for you too? Does God's awesomeness have any limits in your life? Now, I get it. Um, sometimes we're like, oh, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like praising God right now. Um, it happens to all of us. But here's the thing. Praise is like that powerful move, right? If, if this was a movie, this would be the superhero's move. So praise here is that one that can totally change the game. It's like when you're playing that video game and you use that power-up to beat the level, praise has that kind of power. When we choose to praise God, it's like putting our feelings in the back seat. We're saying, hey, even though I might not feel like it, I really do know God is amazing. And I'm going to praise him anyways. It's like giving a high five to God's greatness, no matter what's going on in your life. So remember, when we praise, it's like we're causing commotion for our problems. So what I mean is, when we praise, it's a problem for our problems. 
Our challenges don't stand a chance when we're lifting up God's name. It's like we're turning the spotlight away from what's bothering us and shining it on God's awesomeness. So as a church, we need to be problem makers for our problems. We need to raise our hands. We need to give God the high five that he truly uh, deserves. We're just going to, we're almost in the end, we're just going to connect the dots here. Imagine this. You're at a concert, and you see people around you. They're raising their hands. They're cheering. They're having fun. They're singing along with all their hearts. My question for you is, will that band come to you when you need help? Probably not. Right? We scream. We yell for the sports teams that we love. We're cheering them on. Again, when we need help, will they be coming out to help us? Probably not. The question is, will they help us? Will Taylor Swift, Jason Aldean, or Mike Trout, or Ian, I don't have the picture on here, but Channing Tatum? Are the angels, my team, are they going to come and help me? When I'm in a bind or if I'm having in, in trouble and they're going to um, give me comfort. No, I've never met them. I've never even been to a game, but I like them. But here's the cool part. We're not just talking about raising hands or singing songs or about, we're, we're talking about tapping into something powerful and we're talking about praise. Praise is more than just a word or a fast song. Praise is a powerful Powerful thing that we get to have. When we come together in those times and praise God, it is so powerful that it will open the eyes of those who want nothing more than to keep them shut. Here's the crazy part is, praise and worship is the best evangelism tool because the people around you Those who might not fully understand your faith will see your genuine praise. Praise is so powerful that they'll notice that even when your life gets really tough, you're still celebrating God and lifting up your hands. It's like, again, a spotlight on your unshakable faith. They begin to notice that when you should be down and out, your hands are out outreach towards God and they're thinking are they crazy what is wrong with them how can they be praising God don't you see what's happening around you I saw this video um, and and it's it's horrible Um, but the Kelowna fires you know what's happening on there you we were there a week or so ago and I I saw this video and it, it was from his church all around them, the buildings around the church are, are on, on fire. The church is not too far away. What are, they, what, what are they doing? They're in their parking lot, worshiping. Yes, they're spraying water all over their building, trying to protect it, but they're also worshiping. Many of us are thinking, are you crazy? The fire's not too far away, and yet you're right here with a guitar singing? Oh, yes. 
Because we want to worship God, praise God, even in our hard times. So just like we're moved to raise our hands and cheer for our, our favorite bands, our sports teams, let's be even more excited to praise God. It's not about being crazy or, or, or anything like that, but it's about showing that we truly believe in his power and in his love. Our genuine praise is like an invitation for others to experience the joy of God. The thing is here, I remember there's times in my life where I've, again, I've walked away from church. I've had my hard times. And I remember going back to, after being away for so long, going back to church, and, and um, I didn't really want to sing. I didn't want to really engage. I was there because people encouraged me to go. I went, and I remember, I didn't feel like it, but I, I'm like, okay, well, I know some of these songs. Okay, I'm going to start singing. It wasn't a magic fix. But it's those moments of praise that brought a glimmer of hope in, in the midst of my struggles. You know those ups and downs that control us? Even ever had those days when praise God doesn't feel right? It's totally normal. We're human. But the cool part is praise is a choice. It's like picking between a salad or your favorite burger, right? Feelings can be tricky. It can make you, it's like making you want junk food all day. But the truth is, feelings don't always tell the truth. They lie. They can make us think that we're alone when God is actually with us. Should we truly trust them? No. We're so captivated by our feelings that we tend to let them rule us. Guess what? We can choose to praise God even if we're not feeling it. And that's where the magic happens. It's like flipping a light switch in the dark, choosing to praise when it's hard. That's wisdom. So who's been there, who's felt like not praising? I'm sure we all have. (laughs) She's just coming up to hang out with me. Remember, feelings don't control us. We're in charge. So let's choose praise. Let's pick wisdom over our emotions, over our feelings. Let's tap into something strong, something that shifts our perspective and brings us closer to God. See here in Jeremiah 17, 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Proverbs 28, 26 says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he walks in wisdom to be delivered. So instead of letting our feelings run the show, we need to to learn how to let praise overtake our feelings. That praise in our life needs to become the priority of our life. Imagine this, if you really get, um, if you really get who God is, if like, if you really understand him, you're going to be fanatical about him. Be fanatical about praising him. You may be asking yourself, well, hold on, hold on. So you're, I, I shouldn't talk to God about how I feel. Well, no, you totally should be, but act on faith. Here's the twist. When you're feeling things, bring them to God. But don't let your feelings be the boss of you. Be open to God about what you're feeling, 
Let your trust in God guide your choices. It's like saying, hey, God, here's how I'm feeling, but I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to let you lead the way. Let your faith in him do that. So when you don't feel like it, still choose to praise God when you failed the test or when you didn't get the job that you interviewed for or you didn't get into the college that you wanted or, or maybe you're one of your grandparents or a friend or someone else dies or maybe your parents get divorced. No matter how we feel, God deserves our praise even when things are going great. When we choose to praise him during both the highs and the lows of our life, it reveals the true strength of praise. There's so many, uh, there's, I've seen so much churches, um, when they start to put all of their, their praise, not into God, but into the pastors. And after that pastor does something that he shouldn't, all these people start to walk away from God because they were focusing on the person, not on God. Praising God in all circumstances isn't just about our situation. It's a powerful reminder of who God truly is. Even on those tough days when everything seems to be going wrong, God remains unwaveringly good and deserving of our praise. See, his greatness isn't tied to our circumstances. It's a reflection of his character and the incredible things that he does for each and every one of us. So as we started out today, we talked about for praise to really understand what true praise is, first thing you can do is you need to commit your life to Christ. That's the first step. And if you have questions on that, please come talk to myself or Aaron. He is back this week. But commit your life to Christ. The second one here is, is confessing your sins and repenting from those sins. That means, you know what, i done something wrong, and that stuff I'm wrong, I'm turning away and going the opposite direction. I'm giving that to you, and I'm turning away from what I've done. We talk about that backpack. What are those things that are in your backpack that are weighing you down? What are those things that you are struggling with, and you may not even really be thinking about that? What is in your backpack that you're carrying around with you everywhere? Are you going to give it to the, the best backpack holder and give it to God? Or are you just going to keep holding it yourself and weighing yourself down? It might be a pride thing. You're not willing to ask for help. God, I need your help. That might be too hard for you. Well, I'm going to encourage you. Just give it to God. He wants to be your backpack holder. Thirdly, we're joining together with other believers. We're not called to go through this life alone. We're, we're actually commanded to be with one another. Why do you think Sunday mornings or church is so important? Get to be with other, other people, other believers. 
Is Sunday morning the only day to do it? No, we should be with other believers throughout the week. Join with other believers. Don't be, don't be stuck to yourself. Right? And then our last thing here, we talked about basically praising God anyways. Talked about no matter where we're at in our lives, the highs, the lows, we're worshiping, we're praising him. So let's keep our hearts focused on the unchanging greatness of God, whether we're facing those challenges or celebrating victories. It's up to you to choose to lift up your voice and praise him. No one else can make you do that. But you can choose to praise him. So you want to know how to keep a life, uh, living a life of praise? Praise God anyways. Highs, lows, praise God. Let's, let's pray as we close. As I pray, worship team will come up. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you that, um, that you can constantly remind us of that no matter where we're at in our life. We just need to worship you.